0: Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today from 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians 9 Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? If I am not an apostle to others, yet at least I am to you. For you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. This is my defense to those who examine me. Do we not have a right to eat and to drink? Do we not have a right to take along a wife who is a believer, as the rest of the apostles do, and the brother of the Lord, and Cephas? Or are Barnabas and I the only ones who have no right to be spared from manual labor? What soldier ever serves at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat some of its fruit? Or who takes care of a flock and does not drink milk from the flock? My I saying this just from a human point of view? Doesn't the law also say this? Yes, it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain. Is God really concerned about oxen, or does he say this entirely for our sake? Yes, it was written for our sake, because the plowman ought to plow in hope, and the thresher ought to thresh in hope of getting a share. If we sowed spiritual seed for your good, is it too much if we reap material benefits from you? If others have some right to make this claim on you, don't we have even more? But we did not use this right. Instead, we endure everything so as to not cause any hindrance for the gospel of Christ. Do you not know that those who do the work in the temple eat food from the temple, and those who attend to the altar receive a portion from what is on the altar? In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel are to receive their living from the gospel, but I have used none of these things. I am not writing this to have it done this way in my case, because it would be better for me to die than to let anyone deprive me of my boast. You see, if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast about, because an obligation has been laid on me, and woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I do this as a volunteer, I receive compensation." But if not, I have been entrusted with a responsibility as a steward. What then is my compensation? To present the gospel of Christ free of charge when I preach it, instead of making use of the right I have when I preach the gospel. In fact, although I am free from all, I enslave myself to all so that I might gain many more. To the Jews, I became like a Jew, so that I might gain Jews. To those who are under the law, I became like a person under the law, although I myself am not under the law, so that I might gain those who are under the law. To those who are without the law, I became like a person without the law, though I am not without God's law, but I am within the law of Christ, so that I might gain those who are without the law. To the weak, I became weak, so that I might gain the weak, I have become all things to all people, so that I might save at least some. And I do everything for the sake of the gospel, so that I may share in it along with others. Do you not know that when runners compete in the stadium they all run, but only one receives the prize? Run like that, to win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable victor's wreath, but we do it for an imperishable one. That is why there is nothing aimless about the way I run. There is no pummeling of the air in the way I box. Instead, I hit my body hard, and I make it my slave, so that after preaching to others, I myself will not be rejected. This is the word of our God. Here in 1 Corinthians 8-11. through we have Paul taking up a major problem talking about food offered to idols. And that food offered to idols really opens the door for a broader, broader conversation on the topic of Christian freedom. This food offered to idols became a problem for Christians because in sacrifices to pagan deities, only a part of the sacrificial animal was actually offered to the deity. The rest was either sold in the meat market or eaten at a festival meal at the idol's temple. It is understandable that some Christians were troubled in their consciences while partaking in foods that were thus, you know, contaminated, in a sense, by close contact with idolatry. If you have a moment to go back and listen to the replay episode from 1 Corinthians chapter 8, I think that would help the set the scene as well. And so when Paul is addressing this here, he's addressing people that claim to have knowledge, who are so confident in their liberty and their freedom, that they are just going ahead with whatever it is they want to do with no care or concern for the other. And Paul addresses them and talks about Christian freedom in that light, that they don't have the freedom to serve themselves, but rather as a Christian, you have been set free to serve one another. And so Paul, he is always fair, he fully asserts what is true in the claims that knowledge gives freedom. And that comes up a couple of times in chapter 8, comes up again in chapter 10, that knowledge gives freedom, that the Christian knows that God is over all, and that the Christian is not bound to an idol, because an idol really is nothing. But then Paul proceeds to tear it all down. Paul really addresses the self-confidence and the self-serving attitude that would use Christian freedom to serve oneself rather than to serve one's neighbor. Paul recognizes and points out that the weak brother is ruined by the strong man's knowledge. He then uses, especially in this chapter, his own apostolic ministry as the example of self-denying, self-giving love, which made him, as free as he was, made him the slave to all, even leading a life that knows harsh self-discipline. He points to himself as an example of selfless love and reverent fear of purposefully giving up on some of the freedom which would be fully his to exercise in favor of a greater ideal. And that greater ideal would be in in a portion of this chapter to talk about not being a burden to that congregation. And in another portion of this chapter to talk about being able to boast that he had supported himself and that this boast in a way would then bring glory to Jesus. That Paul was imitating Jesus in in the suffering that he freely took up, in the extra work that he freely took up. And in this way, it would help to not discredit his ministry because if somebody said, Oh, but Paul, you know, here's the church who is fully supporting you. And of course, it would be simple to go ahead and and preach at a church and, and be a teacher, a traveling teacher in a church if that church is fully supporting you. And Paul says, Well, I'd rather, in his case, I'd rather that I I not be supported by the church, so that there be no opening for the message of Jesus to be discredited, to, for people to say, "Oh, you're just a people pleaser who wants to, who wants to fill people's heads and minds and, and with this message," rather than Paul demonstrating that he supported himself all through the way, all through his ministry, that he supported himself for the purpose of offering the gospel of Jesus Christ free of charge. And so I encourage you to go back and listen to the replay episode. Um, It should be immediately before this in your podcast feed from 1 Corinthians chapter 8. That is a replay episode from a couple of months ago when we also looked at 1 Corinthians in a slightly different context. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and 10 and 11 really talk about the use of Christian freedom, the eating at the Temple of the Idols, and also especially 1 Corinthians 11, gets into the other eating that goes on within the Christian church, that of the Lord's Supper. But Paul's message for our consideration today, that we use our Christian freedom to continue to serve one another, and that there are times when we gladly give up a portion of our Christian freedom in order to, by our actions, in order to point more clearly and more loudly in a sense to jesus by what we do in that way our confession of talk and our confession of of walk line up and in a way our confession of walk by not exercising our Christian freedom to the fullest extent that our confession of walk might even do more to reinforce our confession of talk. That will be an increased opportunity I'm sure over the next few years and over the next few decades that the Christian willingly lays down his or her personal preferences in service to the other and that this service reinforces the Christian message of freedom in Jesus. Thanks for joining us. God bless your day.